Hello Community Health Center advocates, this is Jennifer Turner and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is Wednesday, January 26th and here is the latest in Advocacy and More in Minutes. Nothing grows in a comfort zone. I saw this sign in a break room years ago during a time when I was weary, a little burned out, obligations were piled high, and a lot of people were depending on me, both professionally and personally. The sign bothered me, and after thinking about it for a while, I had a realization. Things and people might not grow in a comfort zone, but that is precisely the place that we need to be in for rest and healing to take place. As people committed to working in and with community health centers, continually thinking of our patients, the workforce, the pandemic, and so many other pressing issues, let's not take for granted or neglect our own needs for rest and healing. When we are rested and whole, we can then more readily take on our role in creating that space for the people we serve with compassion and understanding. Let's keep asking Congress to pass legislation that would provide critical workforce and capital funding for community health centers. As always, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org if we can support you in any way. On the Hill this week, we have some updates. President Biden expressed support last week for breaking up the Build Back Better Act into smaller pieces of legislation. However, this strategy is problematic since the bill was designed to be passed using reconciliation, which can only be used a limited number of times per year and avoids a filibuster in the Senate by requiring only 51 votes. Republicans have resisted negotiations on omnibus fiscal year 22 with the Build Back Better Act unresolved, and House and Senate appropriators have struggled to overcome issues in determining top-level funding numbers and including policy writers like the Hyde Amendment. Another continuing resolution, CR, after the current one ends on February 18, 2022, is possible as House and Senate appropriators work to strike a deal. Congress is also considering including additional supplemental COVID-19 relief funding as well as telehealth flexibility extensions in an omnibus appropriations bill. Also on the Hill, yesterday the bipartisan leaders of the Senate Help Committee, Chair Patty Murray, Democrat from Washington, and Ranking Member Senator Richard Burr, Republican from North Carolina, released a discussion draft of the Prevent Pandemics Act, which stands for Prepare for and Respond to Existing Viruses, Emerging New Threats, and Pandemics Act. This legislation focuses on strengthening the nation's public health and medical preparedness and response system in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. In particular, it includes language that removes the current statutory expiration date for the Health Center Volunteer Health Professionals Program. The program was first authorized in 2016, but has grown significantly during the COVID-19 pandemic. Currently, over 100 health centers utilize over 500 volunteer providers through the program. NAC has pushed for an extension given the ongoing workforce shortages that many health centers are facing. A section-by-section and text are available. The Senate Help Committee is accepting comments on the draft through February 4th and could move to mark up the legislation after reviewing stakeholder feedback.
As many of us know, social determinants of health is a major factor in the Community Health Center movement. PREPARE, which stands for Protocol for Responding to and Assessing Patients' Assets, Risk, and Experiences, is on the scene. The National PREPARE team has recently launched a new standalone website full of social determinants of health-related resources, training opportunities, and ways to engage with the PREPARE team and others from the field. We encourage advocates to explore and contribute to the stories from the field as we continue to demonstrate the value of community health centers. You can find a link to their new standalone website in the Washington Update. Now taking a look at our local health centers, the New York State-based publication City and State has issued a Healthcare Power 100, which was researched and written by City and State's Kay Dervishi and Julia Santiago. This report highlights the public health officials, hospital executives, labor leaders, activists, and other influential figures that have shaped New York's response to the pandemic and other pressing healthcare matters over the past year. Four members of the Health Center family are included in this list. It is great to see such wonderful leadership recognized as key influencers in shaping the health care of the underserved and beyond. Our four Health Center family members who are honored are Rose Duhan, President and CEO, Community Health Care Association of New York State, Paloma Izquierdo Hernandez, President and CEO of Urban Health Plan, Anne Kaufman Nolan, CEO of Sun River Health, and Brian McKendo, President and CEO of Ryan Health. In Massachusetts, Brookside Community Health Center, located in Jamaica Plain in Boston, operates a look-alike with many features of an FQHC, but is licensed as a health center by Mass General Brigham. When it comes to social determinants of health, Brookside is passionate. Quote, we believe that all of our activities are consistent with the legacy and historic mission of community health centers and the community health center movement, which has always defined health in the broadest terms and always recognized the connections among hum health, human rights, and political power and participation. To read more about their commitment to addressing social determinants of health throughout the pandemic, you can find a link in the Washington Update. For if for learning and civic engagement opportunities, we have two opportunities coming up in which you can attend a webinar for the 2022 Hill Week Policy Prep webinars. Join this webinar on Wednesday, February 2nd or Wednesday, March 9th to prepare for Hill Day meetings with your members of Congress. This webinar will cover setting the stage, P&I policy papers, scheduling visits, mastering logistics, virtual visits, and creative ways to follow up. A link to registration for each of these dates can be found in your Washington update. And that wraps up this week's Advocacy in Minutes. As always, to share stories or for further support, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. We want to send a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy.